0: I'm just a rock chick. I would describe my music and my sound as Avril Lavigne, the best damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Best Damn Avril Lavigne Podcast, a facts and trivia-based podcast about Canadian pop singer Avril Lavigne. I'm your host, Andrew DiFrancesco. Francesco. So I know that it's been quite a while since I last uploaded an episode, probably about like a month or so. So apologies for that. But um, I figured since it's summertime, at least where I am, that you know, it would make sense for me to kind of take some time off and also to have to let other people take some time to just enjoy the nice weather and holidays and that kind of thing. And I've also been busy with some wedding planning (laughs) details, and I will be for the foreseeable future until next year when I'm actually getting married. So the Episodes might be more sporadic, more few and far between because of that. So I'm just going to do the best that I can to get them up when I can, but it might not be as often as I like as it is. I already wasn't getting them up that often, but it will probably be even less often. So just please bear with me. And I will try to do my best to get at least like one episode a month, I hope, but you know, at least maybe a couple episodes a month. And also, like I had mentioned before, like now that Avril is kind of in a dry period, like we know that she's been working on a new album, but we don't have any details about when even a single is coming, let alone the album. When Avril is in a dry period, it just becomes more difficult to figure out like exactly what to do with episodes. Like, Do I do an episode commenting on the recent events that are happening with her, or do I just kind of do more evergreen topics? And so that's pretty much what today's episode is going to be, is more of an evergreen kind of general kind of topic. And so I do have a whole list of ideas of like more general evergreen kind of topics or like discussion based topics and those kinds of things. Um, So I've just been kind of like running through my ideas and trying to figure out what what do I feel like doing? What do I feel kind of in the mood to do or like what seems kind of like the most timely kind of thing to do? So that's just kind of some general housekeeping items uh, for like where I'm at currently with podcast stuff. But I'm grateful for everybody who has still stuck with me and stuck with the podcast and um, listens to the episodes when they come out. And uh, just thankful for everybody's feedback. And every time that I get comments from people saying like they've listened to the newest episode or they really enjoyed it. And so I'm just thankful for everybody who continues to stick with me and uh, continues to listen to the podcast as the episodes come. So with that being said, before we launch into today's episode, we're going to run through the major events and highlights that have happened since our previous episode. On May 28th, Avril attended Shania Twain's concert at the Hollywood Bowl, where she reunited with L.A. Reid. On May 30th, she was in the studio with John Feldman and showed a brief clip of him playing acoustic guitar. She confirmed to a fan via Twitter that she was working on new music. On May 31st, she attended an event for fashion designer Christian Louboutin in Los Angeles. Avril appeared in the studio with John Feldman again on June 1st as well as June 2nd with Travis Mills of the band Girlfriends, who had opened for Avril on the Love Sucks European tour. On June 4th, she posted on Instagram asking fans what types of songs they'd like to hear on the next album. On June 7th, she posted a story from Travis Barker's recording studio. She also began following a songwriter named Brian Lee on Instagram, but it is unknown if they are working together. On June 9th, Avril joined country artist Miranda Lambert on stage at Nissan Stadium in Nashville for CMA Fest to perform Miranda's song Kerosene along with Skater Boy. They both wore pink and black outfits. She also joined Travis Clark of We the Kings at Emo Night at the Brooklyn Bowl for a surprise performance of Skater Boy. Miranda stated, I made a new friend recently with Avril Levine. I really enjoyed getting to know her. She's like an icon. We grew up in the same era and started really young, so we bonded over that. I'm hoping to do some collabs with her for sure. She also gifted Avril a custom pair of cowboy boots. The following day, Avril uploaded a TikTok using Miranda's song Tequila Does. On June 20th, TMZ reported that Avril and rapper Tyga had split after a few months of dating, but that they would remain friends. They were later seen at an after party on July 1st, after Avril performed in Las Vegas, and on July 4th when they filmed a TikTok at her house before attending an event at Nobu Restaurant together. The following day, Us Weekly reported that they were back together. On June 23rd, Avril and Youngblood's episode of Carpool Karaoke, the series, premiered on Avril TV+. They sang Girlfriend, an alternate version of I'm a Mess, Bite Me, Tissues, and the Funeral by Youngblood, Friday I'm in Love by The Cure, and Man I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. They also tried doing ballet together, and Youngblood rented out an ice rink so Avril could teach him how to skate and play hockey. On June 27th, Avril was in the studio with John Feldman and showed a clip of him playing acoustic guitar. On July 1st, she performed as a special guest during Marshmallow Set at Encore Beach Club in Las Vegas. She performed Girlfriend, Bite Me, What the Hell, and Skater Boy. She then attended a concert by Usher. On July 7th, Mudson released a new single called Strangers, which is believed to be about his relationship and subsequent breakup with Avril. Additionally, The Best Damn Thing has reached 900 million streams on Spotify, her second album to achieve this milestone. Billboard listed Under My Skin as one of 21 most anticipated sophomore albums by a pop artist of the 21st century. And Rolling Stone ranked Avril number 22 on its list of the 50 best Canadian artists of all time. She outranked artists such as Bare Naked Ladies, Sum 41, Alessia Cara, Nelly Furtado, Brian Adams, Shawn Mendes, The Guess Who, and Sarah McLachlan. And now let's dive into our topic for this episode, which is all about Avril soundalikes. So initially when I came up with the idea for this episode, I wanted to actually use the term Avril wannabes, but I didn't think that was really the proper term to use. It could be kind of like derogatory in a way. And... I didn't, that wasn't really the point that I wanted to get across with what this topic was. Like basically when I thought of the topic, I was basically just thinking about artists that I thought kind of like have taken inspiration from Avril, but not just like in a way that we think of like Billie Eilish or Willow Smith, Olivia Rodrigo, like those kinds of artists have clearly taken inspiration from Avril, but they definitely have their own musical identity. Like I don't think people would really look at them and be like, oh, they're copying Avril or something like that. Um, Definitely like Avril influenced, but not like, you know, trying to be Avril necessarily. Um, I was thinking more about artists that kind of came out around the same time as Avril or kind of like right after Avril debuted that it was like very clear that, you know, either their label or whoever was kind of like, oh, Avril Levine is like the big trend right now. Let's uh, kind of capitalize on this and like, let's kind of copy her kind of, you know, loosely speaking um, to try to like ride this wave kind of. And so I just thought it would be really interesting to kind of talk about those artists or those albums and a lot of these albums that i'm going to mention i have actually listened to there's there's a few on here that i haven't had a chance to listen to but most of them i have and so i feel like i definitely have a pretty good sense of like oh yeah this one definitely like i hear the avril inspiration in here also i think it's worth noting too that some of these artists like didn't just copy her with like the music part of it but also the sense of their style like the fashion um like right in the 2000s when that kind of like avril style was very very like on vogue kind of. And like, I wanted to also note too that like artists that were around the same time as Avril that were kind of similar, like Michelle Branch and Vanessa Carlton. I'm not including them in this list because they were basically around either before Avril or the same time. Like Michelle Branch debuted a good year before Avril did with the Spirit Room album. And Vanessa Carlton was more of like a piano based artist. And so I don't really like, even though they were also female singer songwriters that were kind of part of that that new wave of pop music where we were kind of getting away from the bubblegum pop, the Britney Spears, that kind of thing. We were getting away from that and going more into female singer-songwriters and like more guitar-driven pop music. Um, I think Michelle and Vanessa were both just as much a part of that kind of movement as Avril was. And so I don't count them in this list. And then, like I was saying before, I don't really count uh, modern-day artists like Billie Eilish, Willow Smith, Olivia Rodrigo, Pale Waves Beaches. A lot of these artists who have named Avril as an influence, but I think that they definitely have their own style and their own thing going on, their, their own musical identity that I don't think I would list them in this category either. And then just one last note before we go through the list is that this is in no way meant to be like insulting towards these artists. It's just merely an observation about how Avril clearly influenced the pop music scene in the early 2000s and just kind of noticing how many artists decided to follow in her footsteps and release music that was noticeably similar. So with that being said, here is the list that I came up with, starting with Hilary Duff. So she released her debut studio album Metamorphosis in 2003. So that was basically a year after Avril debuted. And the thing that makes it similar to Avril for me is the fact that she literally worked with The Matrix, especially on the song So Yesterday, which ended up being kind of the big hit from that album. So you may or may not remember that The Matrix is the songwriting team that worked with Avril on her debut album Let Go the year prior. They helped write songs such as Complicated, Skater Boy, and I'm With You, amongst a bunch of others on that record. And basically the reason why The Matrix ended up working with Hilary is because they had hits with Avril. And it was really those hits that they had with Avril that got them so much work with other artists, including Hilary. And I think that the label specifically chose The Matrix because they saw what they had done with Avril, and you know Hillary and Avril were like roughly the same age, and so it kind of makes sense that they saw like, okay, The Matrix had this immense success with a young teenage singer, like teenage female teenage singer that was like this guitar-driven pop artist, and that was kind of what Hillary was trying to go for, and so they probably just thought like, oh, you know, I bet they would work really well with Hillary. There's also another song on that album called, I think it's on maybe like a deluxe edition or something. There's another song on that album called The Girl Can Rock, and it's kind of like more rock tinged, like the name implies. So that right there, like The Girl Can Rock is like very um, evokes a lot of like Avril-esque kind of images. And then there was also another song called Fly that she released the year after from her self-titled album. That one is also like it's a darker song and kind of more rocky. And even if you watch the music video, she has like a black t-shirt and black jeans on with like a studded belt. It's very like Avril to me. And what's interesting about Hillary... Because like, I think this is kind of one where some people could say, yeah, I hear the Avril influences or no, I don't like I mean, Hillary is definitely a lot more on the pop side than the rock side and definitely like a much more sort of like Avril light kind of. But um, for me, what kind of made me think of her as being like an Avril sound alike, if, if we want to use that term, is that what's interesting about Hillary Duff as a singer is that. She was basically the first actress from the Disney Channel to be a singer. Like nowadays, it's so common for actors from the Disney Channel to be singers. It's almost like expected that they're going to be singers and almost all of them do end up releasing albums and stuff. But that wasn't really the done thing at the time when Hillary was popular on the Disney Channel. She came from a sitcom on Disney called Lizzie McGuire, which was around like the early 2000s. Like I think something like 2001 to 2004 was when that show was on. And what was kind of interesting about that whole thing is that I think the reason why Hillary wanted to try singing is not just because she enjoyed it, but also because I think she was trying to kind of establish her own identity that was apart from the Lizzie McGuire character, the Lizzie McGuire persona. Lizzie McGuire as a character was very kind of like a blank slate which is something that fans of the show have criticized just as kind of like an offside here Um, or like a side note, fans of Lizzie McGuire have kind of criticized the fact that Lizzie was such a blank slate as a character and kind of like a blank canvas, sort of like an every girl type of character that like was meant to be somebody that any girl could kind of see themselves in. And that obviously wasn't really who Hillary herself was. And so I think that um, like Lizzie McGuire was kind of portrayed as being this like good girl, like the all-American good girl, kind of character and so i think hillary was just trying to kind of make her own way especially because she was basically a teenager at this point like nearing adulthood and kind of phasing out of disney and so i think that this was kind of her way to kind of step outside of that and to establish her own identity and like that was one way to accomplish that was going to be through music and the fact that she wanted to be involved with the music and part of the songwriting and choosing the songs. Hillary had also gone on record saying that she was an Avril fan, like, as I noted a few episodes ago, when I talked about their kind of feud that they had, and Hillary had said that she was an Avril fan. And predictably, the Metamorphosis album was compared to Avril upon its release in a lot of critic reviews. Um, A lot of critics did note that, you know, like, Avril was one of the uh, artists that they name-checked when they were saying, like, oh, it sounds like this, it sounds like that. Going back to what I was saying about how Hillary was trying to step into music as a way to kind of step away from the Disney Channel era or like the Disney Channel persona, I guess, is that I think, you know, Hillary saw what was popular or the label saw what was popular, which was guitar driven pop music. And I mean, there are some songs on that album that are definitely more um, sort of like Britney Spears-esque, too, but um, I think they saw what Avril was doing. And that she was really successful with it, and they thought, well, Hillary and Avril are pretty much the same age, and Hillary is an Avril fan. You know, let's get the Matrix on board, um, and maybe they can kind of repeat that success with her. And so I think they were just kind of going along with what was, pro- especially because you know you have to figure it was kind of a risk for the Disney label at the time too. That like, like I had said, like um, this wasn't common for Disney Channel singers to do music, and so it was kind of a risk. Like I think it, Disney kind of reluctantly went along with it. Um, which is funny to think about, because obviously, now, like now, almost like I said, every Disney Channel artist ends up doing music. And so it's just kind of funny how the tables have turned in that way. And so I think Hillary had to really fight like early on, like, no, I want to do music. And so, um, you know, Disney kind of reluctantly went along with it. And so I think it was kind of a risk for them, like, you know, like Disney Channel's not known for, like manufacturing pop stars. And so they probably just thought it was like the safe route to go with like, well, Avril Lavigne is like a similar age and, you know, she's doing really well. So let's kind of like, you know, do the same thing, basically. I think that's kind of why the Metamorphosis album has those kind of Avril-esque influences to it. Okay, next, speaking of Disney artists, the next person that I have on my list is Lindsay Lohan. So she released her debut album Speak in 2004, and then her follow-up album was in 2005 called A Little More Personal Raw. So I have not actually had the chance to listen to either of these albums, but I do know that they do have some pop rock influences. I have listened to a couple songs on the Speak album, one of them being Rumors, which is actually one of the few songs that isn't pop rock. It's like a pure club banger kind of Britney pop song. But there is also another song on there called First, which is very kind of like guitar-driven And then a little more personal, Raw, I know that there's some kind of like darker songs, like more kind of like Rocky songs on that album. So like Hilary Duff, I mean, Lindsay Lohan was a Disney actress and wanted to break out into music. And so I think like, kind of like with Hillary, I think she was an Avril fan, just kind of being like, well, this is the trend that's popular, and, like, this is kind of the safest route to go. But what's also interesting is that she starred in the 2003 remake of the movie Freaky Friday with Jamie Lee Curtis, and that movie, like, if you know the original movie, like, they definitely gave it more of a 2003 kind of spin, like, they they took the same concept of, like, the mother and the daughter switch bodies, and, like, the mother and daughter are, like, very opposite in personality, but that was the only thing that was similar they made the daughter character be, like, a guitarist in a rock band. And, like, the outfits that the character wore were very, like, baggy skater kind of clothes, like, very rock star clothes, like, Avril would have worn. And uh, Lindsay Lohan has even gone on record recently. Like, when she did something with Vogue or, like, these other kinds of outlets where she's done, uh, like, outfit retrospective kind of things and she's been like oh that was my avril phase or she talked about like she wanted the highlights in her hair because it would be kind of like avril so i think she was definitely an avril fan and very influenced by her style as like a lot of girls at the time were um so the freaky friday movie like that movie in general if you've ever seen it it, it is very kind of of its time with the way that like the music was very pop rock and like the lead character plays guitar in a rock band and she wears these like baggy cargo pants and Converse sneakers. And she has that kind of like rebellious attitude and stuff like it's very, very Avril inspired, I think. And so it kind of makes sense that that sound like translated into Lindsay's own music, like the Freaky Friday soundtrack, especially like there is a couple songs on there that Lindsay did. Like uh, the main theme song from that soundtrack is called Ultimate. And that is like a very, very pop rock kind of song. Like There's this epic guitar solo in it and stuff. So I could definitely see Avril doing a song like that. So, like I said, I think that Lindsay is kind of in the same boat as uh, Hillary, where they were both from the Disney Channel, especially with with Lindsay being in the Freaky Friday movie, which was already kind of Avril-influenced. It just kind of seemed like it naturally was going to translate into her own music, and it was like a way for her to break out and kind of be like her own person apart from just the characters that she played in movies. Oh, and something that I forgot to mention, too, with the Speak album in particular is that the album cover itself is very Avril-esque, like especially like I think the Best Damn Thing era, Avril, even though this was a few years prior to that. But the album cover is pink and black, which we know are Avril's signature colors, especially during the Best Damn Thing era. And it has like a skull and crossbones on it. And there's even like a drawing of an electric guitar on it and handwritten lyrics and stuff like kind of meant to look like notebook doodles, I guess. So even the album cover itself is like very Avril-influenced the next artist on my list is Ashley Simpson who is the younger sister of pop star Jessica Simpson which we'll play into this in a second but Ashley released her debut album autobiography in 2004 so you know again roughly a couple years after Avril or about you know the time that under my skin was out so basically when Avril was at her peak and the album cover and the font are both pretty similar to under my skin and let go because like if you've ever seen the album cover like Go Google it, or like check my Instagram page where I have the album covers, like for these albums up there. She's posing in front of like what looks like a chalkboard or something with all these like titles scribbled on it, and she has this kind of like emo haircut, like the black hair, and she's doing this kind of moody pose. And her name is written in this like almost like a typewriter kind of font, which is like exactly what Avril used during the Under My Skin era, and like the handwritten titles and stuff, like. The name of the album is written in hand, like a handwritten kind of font. And then there's like the scribbled out, the scribbled song titles behind her and stuff. That was like exactly what Avril did for the Let Go album, where it was all her handwriting and the lyrics in the booklet were in her own handwriting and stuff. So it's like very, very similar to what Avril did for her album artwork. And I actually have had a chance to listen to this. I've listened to all of Ashley's albums, but I have listened to this one. So this is the album that has the songs like Pieces of Me and Shadow and uh, La La La, like all those songs on it. And this album is definitely pretty, like, guitar-driven and, like, pop rock. So my view on this is that, you know, like I said, her older sister, Jessica Simpson, was, like, a very known pop star, very bubblegum, like, kind of followed along that Britney trend. And she was blonde and, like I said, did sort of, like, the ballads and the bubblegum pop kind of thing. And when Ashley decided that she wanted to break into music— Um, I think it was, I think it just made sense that she wanted to differentiate herself as much as possible from Jessica. So she even went as far as dyeing her hair black instead of being naturally blonde. Um, It was like trying to basically do the polar opposite of whatever Jessica was doing. And so it just made sense that she was basically going to kind of almost like mold herself after Avril. Like even if it wasn't like I blatantly want to copy Avril Levine, it was just like it made sense. Like, you know, Jessica wasn't that type of artist. And so it just made sense that Ashley was going to go there and dye her hair black and have that kind of emo, like rock star kind of style and do the more moody guitar driven pop songs and have that kind of more um, like confessional songwriting style and that she was going to go like in that direction as opposed to the bubblegum pop direction. And also, too, um, I mean, Ashley Simpson, like if you've ever heard her actually sing, like Jessica Simpson has a very pretty ballad, like her voice is just made for ballads and her voice is just a lot more like her voice just lends itself really well to those kinds of like songs that you can really sing. Whereas Ashley does not have that kind of voice. Like Ashley, I mean her vocal skills I guess are debatable <laughs> depending on who you talk to, but um you know, her voice is very raspy and like just lends itself, you know, like I said, completely opposite of Jessica. Her voice lends itself really well to rock songs. And so that's like another reason why it made sense for Ashley to just go in a completely opposite direction of Jessica, where like if she had tried to do the same type of music, I just don't think it would have worked at all with the kind of voice that she had. Her voice is more raspy and kind of like rough and edgy. And so it just lent itself really well to doing like more Avril type songs. Next is Kelly Clarkson, who is most known for debuting from the TV show American Idol. And she released her second album, Breakaway, in 2004 and her third album, My December in 2007. So even though she had an album right after Idol, that album was a lot more pop and R&B. So I don't that's not what I'm talking about when it comes to Avril. Like I'm actually referencing her second and third albums, which are definitely more pop rock and more Avril-esque. And especially Breakaway, the most obvious thing about it being connected with Avril is that it contains the song Breakaway, which was literally a song co-written by Avril that was intended for her debut album Let Go that ended up not getting used. And so it was eventually passed on to Kelly and they decided to name the album after it. And so Breakaway really was Kelly's foray out of the pop kind of American Idol thing into pop rock, which she ended up doing for a little bit before returning back to more pure pop and then moving on to like R&B and country and all that. And also, I always thought of like My December as kind of like her under my skin album because the album cover is very dark, like kind of gothic inspired. And I I haven't unfortunately had the chance to listen to that album. I have listened to the Breakaway album and it's one of my favorite albums. But My December, I've never really listened to it. I know the song Never Again. That was like the big single from that album. And that one is very dark. I mean, she had some kind of dark, more gothic leaning songs like that on Breakaway, like Behind These Hazel Eyes, for example. But I think My December really like leaned into that a lot more. And My December was a very controversial album for her to release because her label just didn't think it was going to be a hit. So she had to like really fight to release it. That that situation sounds familiar to us Avril fans. So yeah, like My December, I always thought of as kind of like her version or like her attempt at like an under my skin kind of album. What I think is interesting about Kelly deciding to explore pop rock or guitar driven pop music is that I think... You know, it made sense that by this time, especially like because that type of music was at its peak, that like I said, she came from the TV show American Idol and that was It was a brand new show at the time, and so nobody, like, expected that anybody was going to become a superstar from that. And it just ended up becoming bigger than anything anybody could have expected. Um, Like, American Idol, you know, it wasn't—because it was so new, it wasn't, like, received in the same way then as it is now. Like, nowadays, we have so many singing shows, and people don't really think about it that much anymore. But back then, it was, like, this huge— Almost like a controversy with some people where like some people really liked the idea of a talent show. And then there were other people that thought it was like an easy pass to stardom kind of thing. And American Idol was seen as kind of cheesy from a lot of people because it was all um, cover versions. It was all basically like karaoke or like what some people would refer to it as like a glorified karaoke contest. And so, you know, there was no room for original music or anything. And as a result, it was it was all cover songs and there were theme weeks and sometimes they had to sing like really old stuff, too. And so Kelly had kind of made herself known as a singer. I mean, she could like really, really sing. But Kelly kind of made herself known as kind of like an older style singer. Like she could sing a lot of the old school, like jazz, R&B, ballads, that kind of thing. And then the album that she released after Idol was over was like very pop and R&B. I have listened to that album. It's a, it's a good album, but it's definitely like, you know, she ended up doing doing a departure from that after that album. And uh, I think that was definitely a very strategic move on her part because I think, okay, it made sense after American Idol, you know, she had to come out with her own music. And so like she had not done any original music on the show. And so she had to like really establish her artistic identity and establish herself as an artist. And the thing is like the kinds the kinds of songs that she sang on that show were similar to what she ended up putting out because it's like, well, this is what people voted for on the show. And so it makes sense that for her album following that, like we need people to buy it. So we basically have to make an album that is like similar to what you sang on the show. But then after that first album, it was kind of like, well, I don't want to just like do the same thing over and over or like I have other sides to me as an artist. And then the pop rock thing was really popular at the time. And so it made sense that she was going to kind of you know, lean away from the idle and the thankful kind of style music and go into this pop rock thing. And then especially when she got a literal song from Avril, it just kind of made sense that she was going to kind of run with that. That's not to say that, like, she's still anything like Avril nowadays. Like, like I said, since then, she went back to kind of doing the pop thing and then also going into country and Christmas music and more like soul and R&B. So she's been all over the place like stylistically. So I mean, that's not to say that now I think she's anything like Avril, but I do think these breakaway in my December albums are definitely like if you like Avril, I think that you would like these albums. Going back to the Disney Channel artists, my next artist that I have on the list is Miley Cyrus. So Obviously, she was the star of one of the biggest Disney Channel programs between 2006 and I think roughly 2010, 2011, Hannah Montana. So this is a, this is another instance where I think it was like the artist trying to differentiate themselves from the Disney Channel character that they played. So first, starting with the Hannah Montana music itself, that was actually very pop rock influenced like at least from 2006 to 2009 ish like the last season of the show they started going more towards like dance and electronic pop because certainly by 2010 that was like the the genre trend had significantly shifted like when lady gaga Katy perry those kinds of artists started coming out and so they definitely shifted the music to sound more like that but certainly before that it was very guitar driven pop i mean certainly on like the more disney kiddish light kind of side but still very like avril-esque i think and i had talked about this in a previous episode that i did where um i had a guest on and we talked about like do we think avril is punk and we talked about like avril's influence on pop culture and exactly shows like this where i definitely think it was not a coincidence that the music or the musical direction that was chosen for the show, Hannah Montana, like ended up being kind of influenced by Avril because, like I said, pop rock was at its peak at that time. So it totally made sense that that's the direction. They, like, they're like, what do kids listen to? Kids like Avril Lavigne's or like, you know, music like Avril Lavigne. So let's choose that as our musical direction for this TV show. That in and of itself is very Avril-esque. But then Miley wanted to put out her own music as a solo artist. So she recorded all of the music for the Hannah Montana soundtracks. It wasn't just that she played the character, but that she also did all the music herself as well. Or like, you know, she did her own singing, but then she wanted to do her own music like as herself. So she released her debut album, Meet Miley Cyrus in 2007, and then her second album, Breakout in 2008. So this was like more towards the later part of Avril's career, like when Avril was still like very heavily in the pop rock uh, genre um so this is kind of a little bit later but still definitely very much in avril's peak so these albums are also very pop rock like very guitar driven and like i said kind of like a similar situation with hillary duff and Lindsay lohan that way came from the disney channel and she wanted to make her own way as an artist like she wanted to differentiate herself from the hannah montana character especially because it was so weird like on the hannah montana show like in and of itself she plays a double character so she plays like her character miley and then she plays the hannah character and so like it was very difficult i think for for young kids to like differentiate that she was like two different people or whatever or that she was like um or that she was the same person but like playing two different people kind of thing and then like there's like miley the actress and then miley the character like it was i think a little difficult for like kids to really um perceive that and so Miley ended up doing a tour later where um, it was called the best of both worlds tour and like she would do a set as Hannah and then a set as Miley and like I think the whole goal of the meet Miley Cyrus album or like the goal of that tour was to show the different sides of herself like yes there's the Hannah character and then there's Miley which is like it's similar but also not where it's like you know a little edgier maybe than the Hannah stuff and uh, just showed a little bit more of like Miley's true personality that was like not just the scripted character. And like even on that tour, I think like some of the outfits that she wore, like when she was just being herself, was like a plaid skirt and like high knee socks and Converse sneakers, like very, uh, very Avril influenced for sure. And so, you know, I think it was a similar situation where Miley wanted to step into her own identity that was like separate from the Disney Channel and separate from the Hannah Montana music and image and character and just to be like her own self as an artist. And then going along with that, we have Demi Lovato kind of in the same camp as Miley. Like, they both came out of the Disney Disney Channel about the same time. Demi was the star of the Camp Rock movies from, I think it was 2008 and 2009, roughly around there. And she was also on a show called Sunny with a Chance. And certainly in the Camp Rock movies, like, the Camp Rock movies are another example of like kind of avril influenced with the musical direction i mean it's literally in the name camp rock so yes it was about it was about these kids that went to this music camp and they like formed their own bands and that kind of thing and so demi like played guitar and sang her own songs and stuff in that movie but then she also released you know like miley she ended up releasing her own music Demi released her debut album Don't Forget in 2008 and then her second album Here We Go Again in 2009. So like with some of these other artists like you know Miley ended up going more pure pop and like country and stuff later and Demi ended up going more electronic and that kind of thing later on, but these two albums specifically are the ones that I consider to be like Avril sound alike albums. I have listened to Don't Forget. I haven't listened to Here We Go Again, but I have heard a little bit of the song Here We Go Again, which is like, it's, they're they're both albums are like similar. Like they're both guitar driven pop rock records. And especially on the Don't Forget album cover, she's literally holding an electric guitar. So it's like pretty obviously, you know, Avril pointed or Avril-esque. I think it was roughly the same time when the Camp Rock soundtracks came out, like basically about the same time that she was releasing her own music. But basically, yes, it is interesting to note that the Camp Rock musical direction, again, was like – guitar-driven pop and like the Jonas Brothers were in it and that was kind of their thing too was guitar-driven like pop rock music so it makes sense that like th- this was clearly like the thing that Disney Channel was going for at this time and then any of their actors that wanted to release their own music they just kind of went with that same direction for their own like solo music I mean this was like the trend this was the thing that was trendy at the time and what kids were listening to and so that's what they went with. I do know that Demi has said that she's a really big Avril fan. And for a while, she was even doing one of Avril's scrapped songs called Daydream. She was performing it on tour. So Daydream was a cut from Under My Skin that didn't end up on the album. And so for a while, before it was given to Miranda Cosgrove, Demi Lovato was actually singing it on her tour for a while. And so she was definitely very much an Avril fan, clearly. And so I think it makes sense why she used her as an influence on her own albums and in her own music. And then speaking of the song Daydream and Miranda Cosgrove, I actually wasn't sure if I should include her on this list or not, but I guess I could just because she kind of is in a similar vein to Miley and Demi, given that she was like, I think arguably Nickelodeon's biggest star. She was on the very popular show iCarly that was, I think, started about 2007 and ran till about 2012, I think. And she released her debut album, Sparks Fly, in 2010, which did include the scrapped song Daydream. And she also later ended up using another one of Avril Scrapped's songs, Dancing Crazy, on her 2011 follow-up EP, High Maintenance. But that was a lot more pop-influenced um, EP, whereas Sparks Fly was more, I think, kind of a blend of pop rock, like kind of that guitar-driven pop that we've been talking about. But there was also some other, like, more electronic influences there as well. Like she took a song from Kesha. So this was really more like a mixed bag. So that's kind of why I was like debating to include it or not. And especially because by 2010, that was really more towards the end of Avril's peak as an artist. Like when I was kind of compiling this list, I was thinking about the artist that came out about the same time as her like Hilary Duff and Lindsay Lohan, Ashley Simpson, Kelly Clarkson, like those artists that came out about the same time as Avril or like when she was at her peak. Um, For example, with Miley and Demi, their albums were released when Avril was kind of more towards the latter half of her peak, if we're talking about like the Best Damn Thing era. So by 2010, this was really where Avril kind of started tapering off. So this one's kind of like yes and no, that it's kind of inspired by Avril, um, mainly because it does include one of her songs. So kind of by default, yes. And Miranda has gone on record saying that she is a pretty big Avril fan. Also, what's interesting is on the back cover of the album, Miranda is posing with an electric guitar, which is funny because I don't think she actually can play guitar at all. So I don't know why they did that. I think it was just another case where it was this like child actor that was very well known that kind of like she wanted to get into music. But I also think that the network probably also had a say in that where it's like, you know, capitalizing on, like I said, arguably their biggest star at the time. Carly was a wildly popular show. And so I think it makes sense that they wanted their their main star to like have another avenue where they could, you know, make a profit on basically. But I also think Miranda also wanted to you know be in music. So it was something that was mutually agreed upon by both parties. But, you know, again, you have this case of like a child star, like the character of Carly Shay on iCarly is this kind of nice girl next door kind of thing. And Miranda Cosgrove, I mean, yeah, she's kind of like that in real life, but also not. And so I think it was just another instance of like this teenage girl that was on this wildly popular sitcom on a kids network that wanted to show her real identity, not just the character that she was playing on TV. And I think Sparks Fly is kind of just like an amalgamation of all the different songs and artists that she listened to at that time, like Avril being one of them. But Avril was not like the all-encompassing influence on that album. So that's kind of why I was like not sure if I should include it because it's like partly yes, but partly no. So I I think it's safe to say like, yes, it's a little bit inspired by Avril because Miranda was a big fan of Avril. And then, like I said, they included one of Avril's songs on it. And it is following that guitar-driven pop that like I said, Miley and Demi also did. However, I would say what also makes Miranda a little bit different than like, you know, the likes of Miley and Demi is that Miranda didn't really incorporate Avril's punk style into her fashion sense the way that Miley and Demi did. Like I said, she didn't, I don't think she actually played guitar. And I think she rarely co-wrote on the songs too. whereas Whereas like I think Miley and Demi had a lot more of a hand in writing some of their songs and they both actually do play guitar and play instruments. Whereas I don't think Miranda does. And I would also say that Miley and Demi were both a little bit more like edgy, just in general, edgier with their music and their performance style and their personalities. Whereas I think Miranda was kind of leaning more into that uh, kind of like Carly Shea, Nickelodeon type personality, even though that's like not exactly who she was. But I think it was a lot more similar to her real personality, whereas Miley and Demi, I think, were a little bit more different from the characters that they played. And they really tried to show that with the music. And so that's where I think that Miranda is a little bit different because I don't think she had that kind of edge that Avril had or that like Miley and Demi brought to their music. The next person on my list is somebody that you may or may not be familiar with. Her name is Samantha Bauer, and she is the frontwoman of a band called Escape December. So Samantha Bauer is interesting. She's, I think, quite well known amongst most of the Avril fandom, especially if you've been a fan for a while. You have likely heard of Samantha Bauer. I'm going to try to tread this topic delicately because, like, she's a real person, so I don't want to say anything that's, like, putting her down in any way. But I feel like um, she's just so well known in the fandom that I kind of can't, like, not point these things out, like, how bizarre some some of this stuff kind of is. But what's interesting about Samantha Bauer, if you if you don't know who she is, I recommend Googling pictures of her because she looks eerily like Avril, at least from certain angles. She looks very, very identical to Avril, like to the point that sometimes in certain pictures I think that it is Avril and it's not. So she's really interesting because she looks a lot like Avril, and I think she knows that she looks like Avril, and so sometimes in pictures it feels like she like she dresses really, really similar and does her makeup and her hair and stuff really similar to Avril. And then she poses in photos like almost on purpose in a way to kind of look like Avril. And then like also, so if, if that's not bizarre enough, like, I mean, there's a lot of people who look like celebrities, a lot of people who look like Avril, you know, they can't help what they look like. And like, I'm not trying to say that Avril invented like the style of wearing black, you know, rock band t-shirts and Converse's and wearing Black eyeliner. Like, of course not. But... It just gets weirder and weirder, like, the more that you kind of delve into her. Um, Her singing style is really similar. Like, it's not just that, like, I mean, I don't think they have the same type of voice. Like, her voice is a lot more, like, high, like, high-pitched and lighter in its timbre and color and that kind of thing. It's more like that she almost, like, imitates the way that Avril sings, like, her enunciation. Like, because Avril has a very unique Voice and like very signature style with her singing, where you know it's Avril the moment that you hear it. Um, Avril has this kind of unique blend of like a Canadian but also LA accent, and so like just the way that she enunciates certain words, it's very unique and signature to Avril. This woman, Samantha Bauer, is actually from the UK, so she doesn't have that kind of accent. And like, if you go back on her YouTube channel, I think it's just Samantha Bauer Music, it's her YouTube channel. If you go way, way back from probably about 10 years ago to one of the first videos that was uploaded there. First of all, she has a song literally called Take Me Away, which, okay, you know, Avril doesn't own song titles, but I think it's very... Strange that, like, this girl looks like Avril. She kind of tries to sing like her, dress like her. She has songs with similar titles, like Take Me Away. And then I swear there was another one at some point called I Can Do Better, which I c- couldn't find anymore at this point. But I swear at one point she had a song called I Can Do Better. So if you listen to that video, Take Me Away, it's her like doing a live band performance kind of thing of this song that she wrote. The lyrics sound pretty much like something that Avril would have written. And then the way that she's singing it and the way that she's enunciating the words, it's like Like, for example, when she'll say, like, I'm just so frustrated another day, like the way that she sounds silly for me doing it, but I'm just trying to, like, make a point like with the way that she's singing it. You know, like I said, she's from the UK. So, like, you know, I don't think her voice would naturally have that kind of accent when singing. And like, you know, it's just it's too much. Like, you know, these little things all on their own could just be, you know, tossed off as being coincidental. But when you like kind of add them all up, it's just too much for it to be merely coincidental like if that's not enough, then she's also gone on record saying that she's not trying to copy Avril. So I I haven't, she's uploaded some videos on her channel talking exactly about this, like talking about the Avril clone conspiracy and like trying to copy her and all those things. And I didn't like watch the entire videos because they're pretty long. I didn't like watch the entire thing that she said. She has talked about like how she's been influenced by bands like Green Day and Sum 41 and Blink-182. And so it's totally fair to say that like maybe she was just influenced by those artist like the singer of blink-182 kind of sings like that too like with that kind of exaggerated like i'm so frustrated another day like you know he kind of sings like that too so it's like i get it if like you know maybe she really isn't copying avril like i don't know i guess we'll just have to like take her word for it but at the same time like i have a hard time believing like that's why i'm saying i'm not trying to be uh like mean or insulting towards this girl like cuz she is a real person and everything but like I just I have a hard time believing that you know she's saying like I'm not copying Avril, and it's like oh, okay, but like you know it kind of seems like you are. Like it's just really hard to believe that she isn't. Like even if it's like subconscious or something, I don't know. And like she's even uploaded covers or like participated in covers of Avril songs. Like there was some artist that wanted to do a nobody's home cover from like a year ago that she's in, and then like she's uploaded covers of herself doing some Avril songs. Like it was in me and hot when you're gone. If I'm love with the devil, like she's uploaded covers of her songs like I I don't know if she is an Avril fan or she's like not an Avril fan like I'm kind of confused on where her stance is on that I will say that I, I can empathize with her that like it must be annoying when people think she's Avril like even if she's not trying to purposely look like her or like, take photos that make her look like her and then people think like automatically it's avril or that like this melissa the the infamous melissa clone conspiracy where people think like oh she's avril's double like people that believe in that conspiracy theory and then they think that she's the one who's like d- who has replaced avril or whatever the case might be um i totally get that that has to be really really annoying like even if she's not trying to copy avril or at least not like in certain moments, she's not trying to copy her. And then there's people that think she is Avril or that she's like her body double or something. So I, I can totally empathize that that must be really, really annoying. But I just think the whole thing is strange that, like I said, it'd be one thing if like she just looks like her or dresses like her, but like nothing else is similar. Or maybe she kind of sings like her. She's just kind of influenced by her, you know, because everybody has like influences in their voice of singers that they listen to. That's not like that uncommon. Or, like, you know, a lot of artists write songs that sound like the artists that they listen to. Like, whatever. It would be one thing if all of these things were just, like, little things on their own. But when you add them all together, it's just kind of, it's just really, really bizarre. Um, Like, when you add all these things together. And it's one thing if she was, like, yes, I love Avril. Like, I'm such a huge fan. And, like, I'm just so inspired by her. And I just, like, really want to take inspiration from her and everything I do. Like, it'd be one thing if she, like, just kind of, like admitted to it i guess but it's the fact that she says i'm not copying avril and it's like okay but like you really do like look so similar and like dress like her and like sing like her and write songs like her i think since then i haven't really listened to anything that her band has done escape december i think they've kind of changed their sound a little bit to be like less avril sounding and like it's totally fine if like when she was younger she might have taken some inspiration from avril to like you know like when she was starting as a songwriter and like, you know, all I want to write about things I'm going through and like I'm an angsty teen, you know, j- you know, just like her. Like that's fine. And then like as you get older, you realize like you have your own style, your own thoughts, and your own way of expressing yourself. Like that's totally fine. But like I said, it's just it's just weird that like, you know, everything about her is eerily similar to Avril, but then she says that she's not trying to copy Avril at all. But then she's also like uploading covers of her songs and participating in covers of her songs. I don't really know what I'm supposed to think about that. So it's like like I said I I'm not trying to be mean to this girl and like like I said I'm sure it has to be annoying that people like think she's Avril even if she's not trying to be her or that kind of thing. But um you know like I'm I'm trying to like in good faith take her at her word that she's not copying her, but at the same time like I said I just have a hard time suspending my disbelief on it. So I would recommend just taking a look at her like on Instagram or on her YouTube channel. Take a look for yourself, take a listen for yourself and just draw your own conclusions on that one. All right. The last two artists that I have in my list are really included more so for like debate purposes, not because I actually think that they belong on this list. So one of the ones that I have on here is Katy Perry. And like I said, I mean, I think anybody would be like Katy Perry. She sounds nothing like Avril and you would be correct because as we know, Katy Perry is a pop superstar known for her dance pop hits like the stuff on the Teenage Dream album, for instance. Um, but the reason why she's in this list is because at the beginning of her career, she was pressured by her label to be like Avril because, you know, Avril was the popular thing at the time. It was. It's so funny how that worked out where like when Avril was starting out, the bubblegum pop thing, Britney Spears, that was the trend at the time. And so labels wanted Avril to be like that. And then Avril just did her own thing. And then labels wanted. their their artists to be like Avril so it's just kind of funny how that kind of ended up you know going like that where it's like labels just want their artists to be like whatever the thing is that's popular at the time because that's what's going to sell so it's just kind of funny that like Avril was the trend and then you know labels wanted their artists to be like Avril and like as we saw with other artists that were mentioned in this list, like Hilary Duff and Lindsay Lohan, Ashley Simpson, Kelly Clarkson, like artists like that, Miley Cyrus, Demi Lovato, that were either fans of Avril or they were maybe more willing to go along with it because they were either fans of Avril or they just like didn't maybe have as strong of a feeling one way or the other about it. But with Katy Perry, she was always a songwriter and, you know, like wrote her own songs and, In her 2012 documentary, Part of Me, this is where this whole thing was mentioned about how the label pressured her to be like this artist or to be like that artist. And she's like, I don't want to be the next anybody. I just want to be the first Katy Perry. And evidently that ended up working out for her. I mean, just like with Avril, it's like Avril didn't want to be another Britney Spears or whoever, like Avril wanted to be Avril Lavigne. And that ended up clearly working in her favor to the point that other, you know, other labels wanted their artists to be like Avril. And so with Katy Perry, I mean, how many artists have listed Katy Perry as an or Like how many hits has Katy Perry had and how influential has Katy Perry been on pop music? And so Katy Perry is not like Avril in the sense of like the music, but she is like Avril in the sense of following her own path and, um, you know, being confident in her, in her own musical identity and having confidence and courage to be her own person. And what's also interesting about the whole thing with her label wanting her to be like Avril is that the label even wanted her to work with the Matrix, just like the matrix had worked with avril because again it was like they had such success with avril and those songs became so big that it it makes sense from like a business standpoint why labels would be like well we got to get those people like they clearly know what they're doing they're hit makers um and then there was also a recording session that was included in that documentary where she's like yelling she's like throwing stuff around in the studio and she's like yelling she's like i'm avril like she's trying to get like worked up and trying to be like angry i guess to be like that Avril-esque artist, but it was just like so clearly not her style. It was not in her to be like that. And so she clearly ended up having a lot more success being herself. And like I said, I think clearly that is the most Avril-esque thing about her. And then the last artist that I have included in here is really more included here as a question mark because it's kind of debatable, I think. So my fiance brought up Fifi Dobson and he's like, yeah, isn't she totally like Avril? And I was like, I never really thought so. And I'll tell you why. So, Fifi debuted in 2003, so also about the same time as Avril, and she's also Canadian. So, I mean, I could see how people would think she's, like, a female pop rock artist about the same age as Avril, debuted about the same time, and they're both Canadian. But I think that Fifi has enough of her own identity that I wouldn't say she's really an Avril sound-alike. To be honest, I haven't listened to any of her albums, but I did, like, click around on a few of her songs from her first album just to kind of get a feel for, like, what her music was like. And... Yes, I can see the Avril connection where it was like guitar driven and like pop rock and that kind of thing. But I do think that there was a lot more rock and punk and alternative elements to her music. Like I would say that on her first album, I was hearing more rocky stuff than I think even Avril had on her debut album. And what's interesting about Fifi is that initially the labels actually wanted her to be like more pop and R&B because she's black. I did a little bit of reading on her on Wikipedia like just yeah on Wikipedia but I did a little bit of reading just to kind of because I really don't know a lot about Fifi Dobson so I just kind of wanted to get a feel for like was she an Avril fan was she trying to copy Avril or like was she influenced by Avril at all and I mean while I'm sure well I'm sure she knew of Avril and like you know credits her as kind of like paving the way a little bit for her when when it was time for her to release her album um, and especially for like paving the way for young female Canadian rock artists and stuff. I didn't see anything about about Fifi really being a fan of Avril or like making a deliberate choice to copy her. I think that what happened with Fifi is that she was a black woman who wanted to be a rock singer, which was not common. Um, it's kind of kind of brings to mind Willow Smith, who kind of said something similar about how, you know, she was a black woman trying to be in rock. And it was like very jarring for a lot of people because that's just so uncommon. And so like Fifi just always had an affinity for rock music and being black it was like difficult for her to kind of um break out of the stereotypes that were set by the labels that she was on where they were like well we want you to be like a pop R&B singer because that's like what black women were doing at the time so as we saw like with some of these other examples the labels were the ones kind of dictating like no pop rock is the trend this is what we want you to do that was not the case with fifi where the the labels actually wanted her to do the exact opposite so it wasn't a choice made by the labels it was a choice that was made purposely by Fifi to uh, delve into that rock and punk alternative genre. And like I said, well, I think that Avril certainly kind of opened up that door a little bit because, you know, they both came out of Canada, both about the same age and debuted about the same time. And so it kind of, you know, maybe paved the way a little bit and made it a little bit easier for someone like Fifi to debut in that genre. I don't think Avril really had that much to do with it. Like, I, I don't, I didn't, from what I listened to, I didn't hear it and think like, oh, this sounds like Avril to me like I said I think that um a lot of a lot of Fifi stuff sounded sounded actually like heavier than what was on Avril's album and I think that it's safe to say that Fifi has like while while I can see why somebody like my fiance would say like oh Fifi does really reminds me of Avril like yes maybe on the surface like I can see why somebody would say that but I think when you delve deeper I think it's safe to say that Fifi has her own identity like enough of her own identity as an artist that you could really differentiate them and say, you know, I don't really see a lot of similarities between them, other than the fact that they're both female pop rock artists out of Canada, basically. I think that Fifi hits on some areas that maybe Avril doesn't. And I think that that's why they're different to me. So I'm curious to know what you think, if you've listened to any of these albums, and do you think they sound like Avril or not? Are there any other artists or albums you can think of that sound like they might have been inspired by Avril? Let me know over on the podcast Instagram page at Pod or email bestdamnavrilpod at yahoo.com. Whether these albums sound like Avril or not, like I said, I have listened to most of them and I think they're pretty great in their own right and definitely deserve a listen, especially as we're waiting for Avril to release new music of her own. But for now, we conclude this episode of the Best Damn Avril Levine podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform so you can get new episodes directly in your feed. And please take a minute to leave a rating or review to help more fans find the show. We're currently streaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Audible. And you can also join me on Instagram at Best Damn Avril Pod to keep up with the latest podcast news. Join me again next time on the Best Damn Avril Levine podcast. The Best Damn Avril Levine podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by Andrea Francesco. Team music is HD and Lights by Jay Powell Flicks. Follow the latest podcast news on Instagram at Best Damn Pod or email Best at Yahoo.com.